Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah chapter number one. I'm going to read one verse here and then go to the book of Revelation. Isaiah one verse number 18. Isaiah 1, 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. The Living Bible says it this way. Come, let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, no matter how deep the stain of your sins, no matter how deep the stain of your sins, no matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you white as wool. The easy to read version says it this way. Come, let's discuss this. Even if your sins are as dark as red dye, that stain can be removed and you will be as pure as wool that is as white as snow. And then Revelation chapter 7, verse number 11. Revelation 7 and 11. And all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I want to preach to you this morning for a little bit on this subject when red equals white. When red equals white. God, I thank you for your presence that is in this place today. And God, I believe that what we have just sung is what you are here to do. You've come to be a pain taker for somebody today. You've come to be a way maker. You've come to set some prisoners free and you've come to break some chains today. I pray God that now your word and your spirit would work in this place to do what it is you desire to do here today, Lord, in Jesus' name. I trust you this morning for your anointing, God. I depend on you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. He says, again, the living Bible, no matter how deep the stain of your sins... I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen 
snow. Did, did, did you hear? No matter how deep the stain, no matter how deep the stain, no matter how deep the stain, I can take it out and make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. The easy to read verse, version, as pure as wool that is as white as snow. I'm, uh, I, I think most of the children are out of here so they can't use this against me with you. My two favorite drinks, my two favorite drinks, number one is sweet tea, particularly my wife's or my mother's sweet tea. The only substitute that I know in this area that usually, and sometimes they don't even get it right, here comes the plug, it's been a while, the only place I know that usually comes even close to that is Mission Barbecue. You, you, I'm sorry if the only tea you've known is some other place in this area. You don't know tea. And second to that is Tropical Punch Kool-Aid. Not just any tropical punch, not Hawaiian punch, tropical punch Kool-Aid, and not the packets. You, you, you got to add sugar to the packets and figure all that. This right here, this, 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 this is not randomly selected. This exact. I got blessed with a bunch of sweet tart jelly beans at Easter. If you decide to bless me with Kool-Aid, don't waste your money on anything besides this. If you need to take a picture of it after church so you can remember, so be it. I understand, which is why I said the children aren't here. I know red dye. It's red dye. It's red dye. I'm 45 years old. I need something to get me hyper. And I got to tell you, this doesn't. If I open it up, which I won't, I made sure I got a sealed one just to be safe. Because this red, if it gets on something, causes a stain. You, you gotta kinda be careful when you drink this because if you drink it at the wrong time, you, you go someplace and you give the evidence because you got a red mustache. You definitely don't want it dripping on no white shirt. Kinda like some good old spaghetti sauce, but I, I'm not sure if you've really eaten spaghetti unless you walk away from the table with a few splatters. If you can eat spaghetti and not get any splatters on you, you are not a spaghetti eater. You, you gotta walk away with a splatter or two. And sometimes if I'm dressed for, uh, for church or whatever, if I, if I gotta, you know, stay the way I am, I'll even tuck a paper towel or two in my shirt. Cause it just, it's gotta happen. You gotta take some with you. Red usually causes red. I don't want to spill this here. I don't want to get this on anything because it will stain. Blood, if you get wounded and it gets on your clothes, it will stain. And it can get to a point that you cannot get the stain out. You can wash it as much as you want to wash it, but the stain will still be there. But there's some red blood. That unlike any other red liquid, rather than staining, the prophet Isaiah said it removes 
the stain. Rather than causing the stain, it takes away the stain. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And again, as the translations say, the implication of wool there is wool, fresh wool, fresh from a sheep that has not been dyed. It has no coloring. It is pure white. I I have to tell you, you know this, but I have to tell you, the world has nothing to offer that can do that. The only thing the world knows to offer or has the power to offer is coping mechanisms. The world only knows how to give you something to numb the problem or dull the problem. The world does not have solutions to the problem. But I've come to tell somebody today from the Word of God that Jesus Christ is not just another patch to your issue. He's not just another the cover up to your problem but he says my blood can wash you and make you clean I will make you as white as snow let me read a little bit from some commentary to give you a little more about what this passage is meaning what it's saying Barnes Notes says this with regards to this being as scarlet. And then he repeats and says crimson. He says it was a more permanent color than that which is mentioned under the word crimson. White is an emblem of innocence. Of course, sins would be represented by the opposite. Hence, we speak of crimes as black are deep dyed and of the soul as stained by sin. There is another idea here. This was a fast or fixed color. Neither dew nor rain nor washing nor long usage would remove it. Hence, it is to, it is used to represent the fixedness and permanency of sins in the heart. No human means will wash them out. No effort of man, no external rites, no tears, no sacrifices, no prayers are of themselves sufficient to take them away. They are deep fixed in the heart and the scarlet color was in the web of cloth and an almighty power is needful to remove them. He is saying, the prophet is saying, this is, this is, you know, you get some stains that they're easy to wash out. A little bit of, a little bit of cold water will get some stains out. But the prophet here is saying, this stain is so deep, it really doesn't matter what you do, what you try, you cannot get rid of the stain through any natural effort or natural means. You gotta get the, you gotta get the degree to which the stain is so that you can appreciate what the solution is. Because if, if you, if, if all you do is get that, then we're hopeless. I, I haven't spent a lot of time studying other religions. I give myself to studying the Word of God because that's where the way, the truth, and the life is. And, and so I, I don't think it's my necessarily my responsibility to spend a lot of time knowing all about. I do think I need some degree of knowledge and understanding. And so understand my next point is made from that perspective. From my knowledge and understanding of other religions, I was in a conversation months ago with a gentleman who was expressing some of the shame that he carries from past things that he did. And I said this to him, most religions offer you some kind of direction or, or guide for the afterlife. Some kind of a path 
for life after death. It, it may vary what that belief is. It may vary what that is all about, what various religions think that that's about. But most religions offer you a, a pathway to life after death. Some would even say that all roads lead to the same place. But from my understanding, there is something that other religions cannot offer and do not offer. And that is a solution for the past. They may give you a pathway of where you're going, but they can't do much about where you came from. But when it comes to what we believe as Christians... Not only do we find the path for eternal life, not only do we find direction for eternal life, but I've been given a solution for my past. I don't have to live the rest of my life under the shadow, under the guilt and the shame of what I have done in the past because the promise was that though your sins be as scarlet, I'm going to make them white. White as snow, though it may be a deep stain that nothing else seems to get rid of. If you will apply my blood to that stain, I can make you as white as snow. Amos at Fawcett and Brown says this, the Hebrew word for scarlet radically means double dyed. So the deep fixed permanency of sin in the heart, which no mere tears can wash away. Tears alone can't do anything. My regret, your regret for what you've done by itself cannot do anything is not a solution. It's not an answer. Then he says this, they shall be as wool. And the commentary says this means restored to its original, undyed whiteness. <laughs> restored to its original, undyed, unstained whiteness, cleanness, pureness. The psalmist prayed in Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. He says, I'm going to take the stain that nothing else can get out, and I'm going to make it as if it had never been stained. Think the old song says it well. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. I know I preach to somebody today that you've come in here under the weight, under the burden of the stain of sin in your life. And God has come to this place today to tell you there is not just a temporary fix to what you've done. There's not just a patch for your past, but he has the power and the ability to wash you and make you absolutely clean. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 1 says this, for the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. It's referring to all of the sacrifices, all of the goats, the lambs, the animals that were sacrificed 
in the Old Testament and the writer is saying it doesn't matter how many they sacrificed. It doesn't matter how often they sacrificed. Those sacrifices could not make the ones they were made for perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It wasn't possible that those sacrifices of animals could take away the sin. It was, it was kind of like paying the minimum payment on your credit card each month. doesn't matter what the balance is on your credit card. If you will just pay the minimum payment, your credit card company will be happy. In fact, I think all of you ought to know this, but your credit card company really doesn't want you to pay it off. They want you to pay the minimum because they make their money off of you paying the minimum. And so as long as you pay the minimum payment each month, they're not going to bother you. If you got $5,000 you owe on your credit card and your statement says minimum payment $125, they could care less about the rest of it as long They're not going to call you if you get your $125 there by the 15th of the month or whatever the day of the month. They're not going to call you. They're not going to hassle you. You you, you only gave us $125, but you owe us $5,000 total. What's going on? No, as long as you give them the minimum. Now, miss that minimum. They will reach out to you. Every animal sacrificed was, was just to kind of push back the penalty of sin. It was to hold off judgment for a little while. But it was not a solution. I know it's Pentecost Sunday and Easter was a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think Bible-believing people limit the birth of Jesus the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus to a certain Sunday or holiday every year. True believers understand that every single day, 365 days out of the year, I am celebrating the death, the, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not just a holiday for one time a year, but my reason for living and my source of life every single day was Jesus was born and Jesus died and Jesus rose again and then Jesus poured out his spirit. And so when he hung on that cross and paid that price, It was no longer just a minimum payment. But it was now the provision that the deep stain of sin that nothing else could take away was able to be completely washed away. Listen to what Colossians says, chapter 2, verse number 12, Paul says this, we are buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Having forgiven all, 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 all trespasses. Not some, not certain ones, 
but all. And the thing that God offers that you and I can't, if you wrong me, if you mistreat me, if you abuse me, I can try to forgive, I I can forgive you. I can reach a point of forgiving you. But if you truly did me wrong and I forgive you, my forgiveness does not make you innocent. My forgiveness may pardon you from the penalty. If you get an executive pardon, that is not innocence. That is, you don't have to pay the price. But you still live with the guilt of what you did. I am so glad today to know that when I am forgiven by Him, it's not just that the penalty is withheld, it's not just that the punishment is stopped, but He actually takes my guilt and gives me His innocence. Preacher, that is crazy. There's no way. That can't happen. It doesn't make sense. Guess what? I agree completely. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit logically. But here's what I know. I just read it. He said, you are buried with him in baptism. I've heard all my life, numerous times, by people that didn't know what anybody else said. They, had, they weren't just repeating what they had heard from somebody else, but they got baptized in Jesus' name by full immersion for the, re, for the remission, the forgiveness of their sins, and they come out, out of that water. And when they get done, there's one of two statements I've heard many times. Some say, I feel so clean. Don't mean to be gross here today, but there's been a few times I've heard people say that, that the baptistry was not clean. I'm like standing there, you know, going, Lord, you know, if you blinded Paul for a couple of days, you could blind this person for a few moments. Somebody's not doing their job. There's a, and I won't describe what's there. And I've heard people come out of that and say, I feel so clean. And you know, I'm not trying to offend somebody here today, but there's a song came out, I think a year or two ago. The song says there's something in the water. Not trying to be offensive. There ain't nothing in the water. It's in the sim, the, 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 uh, symbolism of what you're doing and the faith of what you're doing. And the other thing I've heard is, I feel like a load has been lifted. I feel so Light, and that is because the blood of Jesus does not just pardon you for what you've done. It makes you completely innocent as if you had never done it. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now let me, let me pause here for a moment. There's, there's not a person in this place that you are not a violator of at least one thing in that list. The guy holding the mic included. Every one of us has violated something on that list. And the problem is, Paul says, if you've done this, if you are this, you cannot enter the kingdom. What are we doing here? We're hopeless. 
Man says, and I respect man's efforts, and I know man has done some things to help people, but again, man does not have the ultimate solution, and man will tell you what you once were. You always are. You are just recovering. But you still are what you were. If that's the case, none of us can get to heaven. Because if you were this, you can't get there. And if all we ever are is recovering from that, then we still are it. But thank God that's not where it stops. Because he says, and such were. Past tense. Such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. I'm not just recovering from what I used to be, what I used to do. I am not that anymore. Paul said it this way, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And all things, all things have become new. I, I, I came to church, I think it's the second time I wore it, but I came to church a couple of weeks ago with a tie on. I had a gray pinstripe suit with a purple tie. And uh, I, the tie had been missing. You know, y'all just ain't going where you think it's going, so... Get Timothy out of your mind. Get Nathaniel. Nathaniel didn't wear my style. Timothy, sort of. Not them. And I'm like, where? And every now and then, if, you know, if I've been someplace out of town, the tie may be still hanging on the suit. And I, and I looked, and it's not there. And I'm like, I'm racking my brain. Where did I wear it last? What happened to it last? Where? And I just couldn't. And, and I think I actually wore the suit one time with a different tie. And I don't usually do that too much. No use messing up a tie that matches with another tie. You might as well stick with what works. That's my philosophy. And uh, I, I kind of had given up on it. I'm like, it's, it's gone. And one day, I was in one of my daughter's rooms. And under a pile of stuff, I spotted my tie. The one I'm talking about's not here today, so I'll help the one that's here out. Come to find out what had happened was she had a demonstrative demonstrate what you said dem, dem, demonstrative speech for speech class, and so her topic was how to tie a tie and a bow tie. When I first started wearing bow ties, she's the one that tied my bow ties. The very first one, Brother Isaac tied, and that was extremely awkward. I made up my mind, I will learn how to do this real quick. Because I ain't having no guy standing there making my bow tie. Ain't happening no more. <laughs> so she had borrowed. She had borrowed my tie for that. Slight problem was, I pick it up, and on the, the, the back part, the skinny part, a, 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 about a third of the tie was a solid stain. What is that? And she's a she's the coffee connoisseur of the house. And it, it kind of looked like at first it could be coffee, so I thought the good thing was it's the back, and so I could wear it, and you wouldn't know if it was coffee. I'd just smell, you know, like a can of coffee. But apparently what had happened was a yellow highlighter had burst in the vicinity of the tie, and so it, I mean, it like solid from, from, I mean, from there down, it was, it was, it was like it had been dipped. I, I, I wore it, I think I wore it a while back and didn't think anything of it, and a couple of weeks ago I wore it preaching, and 
got a little sweaty while I was preaching, and I, I left Sunday morning service, and, and, and I look in my white shirt with purple plaid now has yellow stains on it. I've yet to see if the shirt has come clean. I'm not really sure I want to know. My point to you is, if you choose that you're just going to live with the stain of your sin, you might try to hide it. You might cover it up that it's not easily recognizable. But if you hide your sin, it is guaranteed. Not only is it going to affect you, but it's going to have an impact on others around you. That's why not only for my sake do I need and want the blood of Jesus to wash me and make me clean, but for the sake of those around me, I want him to wash me and make me clean because I don't want my stain becoming your stain. And so I can say today, as you can say, I may have been that, but I'm not that anymore because I have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Last passage. Again, Paul, Ephesians 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had, we all, we all, all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. All. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of a disobedience, among whom also we had all our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by, the, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. You know what? Don't get upset with a, with a, with a sinner that's unkind, that's rude, that's mean. That's our nature. I know some don't like to use the term sinner anymore, but that's what, it's not a disease, it's not a sickness, it's a sinner. But that's not a bad thing because there's a hope for a sinner. There's a solution. For a sinner. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature. They were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. Get out on the highway today and somebody cuts you off. Don't get all mad. This is their nature. I'm trying to change my nature. It's kind of okay if they want to get mad. It's really not okay because my nature, my nature should change. So, verse 3, one more time, you... We all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God. But God, this is what you did. This is what you were. This is how you were. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, 
even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. I'm so glad today to know that in spite of everything I was, in spite of everything I did, every failure, every mistake of my past, I know that God stepped in. God who is rich in mercy. God who loved me so much to do whatever was necessary, not for me to cope with my problems but for me to have a solution to my problems I said this last night at our Glen Burnie service I've used it before and I'm not trying to be lighthearted or unkind because there's probably more than likely somebody in this room right now that you're experiencing this if it wasn't so serious it would really be funny and I have to admit, there's a couple of times it's been funny anyway to me. You watch, you watch a commercial for medicine. And the first five, ten seconds tells you what it's for, that it can help. But then, but then, the majority of the advertisement is about telling you all of the possible side effects. It, it might help you with this, but you may... It might help you with this, but if this happens, go to the doctor. I... I my sickness I went through last year, I spent six, eight weeks, I think it was, on prednisone. Oh, my word. I didn't have pain. But I had a bunch of other things. You see, man, man, does not know how to come up with any solution, any, that does not have some kind of side effect. I mean, you take sometimes, depending on how severe the situation, you take one medicine for this, and then they give you another medicine to balance out some of what the medicine that's doing this is going to do to that. You know what's also amazing, interesting? There, there, there's not one pill for everything. And... As some of you experienced, there, there may be a, a number of medications for a certain issue. And, and in fact, that's one of those commercials. I've seen a number. I don't, I don't remember any names. But if, you tr if you've tried such and such for arthritis and it didn't work, try this. So not only does it, is it not just one pill that fixes all and... You may try a certain pill for a certain issue and it may not work and so they got to try another one to try to... I, I have a prescription for everyone in this place. Whatever the problem is today, I've got one prescription. It's got no negative. No, it has side effects. It's got a bunch of side effects. But it doesn't have negative side effects. Because this prescription might deal with this, but it's while it's dealing with that, I look over here and I go, you know what? This is changing for the better, and that's changing for the better, and this is changing for the better, because this prescription works on everything, and you probably already know the answer, but the prescription is the blood. The blood can cleanse. The blood can heal. The blood can make you new. The blood can make you whole. Whatever you need today, the blood. The blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, 
the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. White as snow. Whether a guest or you come regularly, I believe that the blood of Jesus is in this place today. That though you may be as scarlet, though you may be crimson, though though the very every fiber of your fabric is stained, the blood has the power to make you as if you've never ever been stained. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes if you would for a moment, please. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today, and you acknowledge, you know what? Pastor Wright, I've, I've got some stains. I've got some stains that I've tried a lot of different things to deal with. I just can't seem to get rid of them. But I'm willing today to let the blood of Jesus Christ do what it has the power and the ability to do. To make me as white as snow. Could I ask you to stand and as you stand, once you stand, if you would, again, just close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. In the name of Jesus. Actually, would you look at me for just a second? I think we have a, we have a problem a lot of times believing that we have truly been forgiven. And one of the reasons I think that is the case is because we remember what we did. We remember the mistakes we made. We remember the decisions that led to the problems. And so because we remember, we struggle that we are forgiven. The wonderful thing is God promised that when he forgives he forgets and there is no promise there is no place in the Bible that I know of that gives any indication does not give the slightest hint of a promise that when God forgives you you will forget it also seems to me that while God forgets when He forgives, that He does not erase the enemy's memory. Because some of you have experienced the accuser that comes along and says, what are you doing praying? What are you doing worshiping? Don't you remember what you did? Don't you remember this? Don't you? You are such a hypocrite. You did that? And now you're standing here acting all holy and sanctified. And, and then we start going, you know what? You're right. Voice, that voice is never God. Never God because God can't remind you of what you've done that He's forgiven you of. Because he doesn't remember. So our challenge is we have to learn how to respond to the voice of the accuser. Because usually we respond, he comes along, you did this, you're not worthy, you're guilty. And we just, he tells us one or two things and then we say, you know what, I got it from here, thanks. And then we start beating ourselves down. I mean, we give ourselves the beat down of beat down. 
he goes on to the next person. What my response should be is the next time I hear that voice of accusation, I need to respond and say, you know what? You are absolutely 100% correct. I am not worthy of this. I did mess up really bad. And the fact that you're reminding me of what I did and God has chosen to forgive me just shows me how awesome and great God is. So you know what, devil? Nice try. I'm not that anymore. I'm no longer that because I have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Now, if you would, one more time, bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to invite somebody right now. It may be one, it may be many, but I'm going to invite somebody here. You've come today under the load of guilt and shame in your life. You've walked in this place with a weight today, and the blood of Jesus Christ is here today to wash you and make you clean. So whether it's your first time, first couple of times, or again, you come regularly. As hopefully no one looks around, if nothing else, just out of respect for each other. If you're here today and you would acknowledge, Brother Wright, I need to be washed. I've been stained by sin. I've been marked by sin. But if the blood of Jesus can do that for me today, I want to be clean. I invite you right now to step out of your seat and make your way down to the front as an altar to present yourself to the Lord today to say, wash me, make me clean. Let your blood be applied to my life that the stain of my past, the stain of my sin can be completely washed away. I remind you, it doesn't matter how deep the stain is today. It doesn't matter how horrible the mistake you may have made. It doesn't matter how bad the mistake was. The blood today has the ability to wash it away. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's a couple of that have responded. But I believe there's some more here right now that you need that blood today you need that washing and cleansing today maybe you've been washed before but life and and the and the challenges and the struggles of life have brought you to a place that you need a fresh cleansing if he's cleansed you once he's willing to cleanse you again if he's forgiven you once he's willing to forgive you again come on would you let him do it today? He's not going to force himself on anybody. He's not going to pressure himself on anybody. He says in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door and I knock. But if you'll let me come in, I'll, I'm going to fellowship with you. I'll spend some time with you. I'll do what you need. I'll help you out. I'll fix what's wrong in your life church would you be sensitive to the holy ghost right now there's some folks that have come that need somebody to pray with them i believe there's some others that may be just where they are that maybe they're struggling with that voice of the accuser struggling to believe that god can and god will today they just need somebody with a little bit of encouragement they just need somebody to speak a word of faith into their heart Come on, let that red blood that flowed on Calvary make you white today, make you clean today. Wash away every stain, every stain, every stain. I'm going to say it again. I understand that to the natural mind it doesn't make sense. I understand that to the carnal mind it sounds too good to be true. That's the promise of the Word. That's the promise of the Word. I'm going to make you as white as snow. I'm going to make you as white as snow. Would you let Him do that for you today? 
Come on, would you let him do that for you today? Would you let him do that for you today? Wash me, wash me, wash me. Nothing can do it but your blood. Nothing can do it but your blood. Nothing can do it but your blood, Lord. I thank you for the power of your blood today. I thank you that it is still as effective today as it's ever been. Its power to wash away my sins has not diminished one degree. Its ability to make me whole again is not lessened at all. It's just as effective today as it was when it first flowed on Calvary. Thank you for the blood today. Thank you for the effectiveness of your blood that makes me white. It makes me white as snow. I can't earn that. I can't discern that, deserve that. I can't do enough to be worthy of that. I can just receive it by faith because you freely offer forgiveness, cleansing to me today. Let somebody leave today having been made white as snow by the blood. White as snow, every stain, every stain removed. The name of Jesus. Come on, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is working in this place right now. The blood of Jesus is working right now. It's making somebody clean. It's making somebody whole. It's giving somebody new life today. Not only can that blood cleanse, that blood can heal. That blood can make you whole. That blood can become what you need today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No. Of Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some that are still praying. If you would please be mindful of that, but you need to go. You're welcome to go whenever you're ready. Again, thank you to everyone for being with us today. 
Aleluia! 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 Thank you for your blood today, Lord. Thank you for the power of your blood today.